Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. Last week we were starting to talk about kind of wolves in the church. and This week we're going to get into that just a little bit more. <coughs> I do think that wolves in a church have different dynamics. They have different capabilities. They're, they're not all the same. They don't all do the same thing. Um, but in scripture... It's very specific what they want to do. Um, in Romans 16, 17, through I think 20 would be good. It says, now, and now I make one more appeal, my brothers and sisters, watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. And that's the key phrasing. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talking and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. Everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to be wise in doing right and stay innocent of any wrong. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ or Jesus be with you. See that that phrasing we'll, we'll get to in a moment again, but in First Timothy six three, and I think we'll go up to five, it says some people are, are may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. That's also a very interesting phrasing. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their back on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. So a couple things. Remember in Romans, I said uh, to, to listen to this statement is they are serving their own personal interests. Now, what I've discovered in my experience and in running into people like this is that phrasing is the gist of who they are as a wolf. They are serving their own personal interests. Now, they did not take the job necessarily for the purpose of helping others. They did not take the job necessarily to, I guess, actually, no, let's rephrase, rephrase that. Let's say what they are doing. So they do take the job for power. They do take the job. Some cases, not necessarily that's the whole part, but money. They take the job to be noticed. They take the job to um, gain prestige and liking of people. Like, they want to be loved. And in many cases, they believe people should love them. So the question comes right after that phrasing in verse 18 of Romans 16. It says, by smooth talk 
and glowing words. They deceive innocent people. So that means they know how to manipulate. They know how to encourage people, not in the way that we're supposed to, but in a way that makes the person they're encouraging need them. One of the best psychological wordings to use is narcissistic. Okay. If you were to go and study narcissistic, there's a, a great book out there that I've encouraged people to get. Um, it's about narcissism. It's quite interesting. But narcissists have this desire to gain power, but they are basically the victim in the situation. So they never take they never take the issue for themselves. So if they do something wrong, it's not because they did something wrong. Okay. Their their motives are behind the ideals of they're always right. They're they appear to be holy and they may appear to do what they would consider to be modest or godly, but in reality, they're not. It's it's a it's a show. It's it's a way to feel valued and respected by people in the way they want to be respected. It's a very interesting perspective. Um, I have experienced this firsthanded, and I know what it's like. But if you are interested in a biblical perspective of narcissism and how it, it relates and how it is in people and in, in churches and, and and even Christians who appear to act one way but don't, it's a very good book. And I have given it to a few people, but it's called The First Will Be Last, A Biblical Perspective on Narcissism. You can get it on Amazon. I mean it's not it's not some hidden crazy book in some weird place and on Kindle, it's seven bucks. Audiobook, you could get free. A paperback is thirteen forty-six. So you can definitely get, you know, this book. It's a good read. I would even suggest reading it with people. Like, even do a study, maybe. I mean, it's not a Bible study book, but it does give you biblical perspective. It gives you scriptures. It gives you a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> gives you a lot of understanding of narcissism. And he, he takes it from. Uh, psychological understanding and then he shows you in scripture how interestingly they connect so yeah I have allergies going on it's not fun but it's definitely a good book to get um, otherwise as we were talking they, they like to flatter you they like to smooth talk they like to make you feel like like stroke your ego so a lot of times what I've noticed is that a wolf will try to caress you to make you feel special. And this is not just to get into leadership, but this is also to get people to believe them over their lies. And a lot of times what happens is these people also have the same desire. They want power. They want to feel special. And so the wolf gives them all of that in, in a false appearance which is kind of interesting which is kind of like what sin does to us 
And Satan knows that. If, you know, he can make us feel special through our sinful life, then it keeps us from seeing God. It keeps us from walking on the track we're supposed to do. So you, you know that there is some form of influence. It's not just the wolf's actions and, and reactions to the situation. So you will see that a lot. Um, it's usually a very good red flag when someone is trying to stroke your pastor's ego or another leader form form a person in the group like they, like you just like they really focus on trying to make them feel special and i've experienced this even with my interviews in the past uh, at, at um, churches especially one church i went where the pastor kept on telling me over and over again like a bunch of times and i just did not understand why he just didn't have trust but he kept saying you know, you'll come in here, people are going like, to make you feel big. They're going to make you feel like you can preach better. They're going to make you feel like you're amazing. And he goes, but you have to, you have to keep loyalty to me is basically what he was saying. And I was just like, this is so weird. Until my wife and I actually went there, we loved the people. But then I started seeing little red flags. And, you know, after I did my sermon on Sunday... I had this guy just come up to me like, where's that guy? Where's that guy? Where's that Dito? Oh man, that was such an awesome sermon. That was such an awesome. And he's like shaking my hand. And I just like, I felt so weirded out by it. I was like, like, I don't, it was just a sermon. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, Benny Hen uh, going out there and knocking people over with, you know, with this false view of Holy Spirit. And it's not like I was, a, a Billy Graham who, uh, you know, was preaching to thousands of people. I mean, I'm like, I'm a nobody, you know, I just coming in. I was just trying to see if this is where God wanted me to be. This guy was just, it was just weird to me. And then I started having like people on the side telling me, you know, if you want to do something, the church will back you up, the church will back you up. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is this mutiny? You know, it's, it's very dangerous when, people start stroking your ego trying to give you basically more power more capability than what you really do have and if you're if you're only joining to become a pastor or any type of ministry leader of any kind just to get power and position then you're in the wrong field because you're not supposed to be chasing after those desires you're supposed to be doing what God wants you to be doing you're supposed to be seeking out where he wants you to serve and how you want how you should be helping the church it shouldn't be about a show it shouldn't be about standing in front of the crowd and getting the attention the whole idea behind uh being in ministry is not for you <laughs> you're supposed to be helping other people discover god in christ and and train them up and disciple them and encourage them and it's very interesting that a wolf will come into your church with the appearance of wanting to do that for people, but it's actually not to give them the right type of power. It's about making them feel like they're powerful. And so they like you more because you make them feel that specialness. And when the wolf that I was, I got to experience started doing that with certain people, they changed. And it wasn't a good change. And the kids that 
were on that their kids started acting the same way too and it was very scary in some sense they went from people who were wanting to serve and change you know their culture to like look at us we have power when the kids came uh, to this program that we had there every single summer for a week it was always hosted at we our church hosted it so the kids those two kids were starting to request I guess what you could say this is our church so we should be getting the best of this church and hearing that come from their mouths I was like excuse me like no you still follow the same rules just because this is our church building doesn't mean you change the rules or do whatever you want and they were getting mad at me for that and they're getting mad at my wife who was also stopping her from doing stuff like that you see the, the, the word that came to my mouth was entitlement and if this leader was teaching them how to be walking in truth in the right way entitlement should not be a part of be part of the words that I was hearing in fact the way I was teaching the kids was to give of yourself to think of others before yourself and this this one time it was like reversed they were only thinking about themselves they didn't care about anybody else they didn't care if everybody else got the worst situation they wanted the best and I really felt I was just like I don't know and then the, even the even the mother was telling me that I should be getting the best for them and I was just like you're gonna get the room that they want you to have and it's gonna be for the group and you know I had to step up and say something because it was very inappropriate but this desire that was coming out of them was coming from the influence from this person this wolf and this wolf was promising power I mean, I even heard later on that this person called in another mother and told her, basically, join the other women because we are going to be the powerhouse in this church. You see, a wolf looks for a pack. They look for a pack. And they want that pack basically become their betas so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back enjoy the commercial so welcome back you remember i was telling you about how they're looking for a pack see the idea is that wolves are looking for other people who may not be the alpha like them, but they're looking for people that they can pull into their net of truth, their truth. And so they will play everybody and they will be sneaky about it. And the one thing is if any, and I can tell you this, the one thing that will happen if any of those people went against her or him in either situation of a wolf, if they go against that alpha, okay, 
that alpha or that wolf will tear them up because she gave them, he gave them the power and they'll take it back and they'll do it by destroying that person. And I don't mean just kicking them out of the pack, but they will make their life miserable that they'll start trying to convince leadership or other people. This person is just going to be a, a problem. We need to get rid of them. They shouldn't be on the council. They shouldn't be on this leadership board. They shouldn't be part of the missions group. They shouldn't be helping in the children's part. They'll, they'll think of everything they can to try to break that person from any ties. Basically, it's like an, uh, being expelled or excommunicated from the church. And it's not even the right way. It's once again, it's taking scripture where there is scriptural basis for kicking someone out of the church, but it's not for, because they disagree with you. It's because they are not following the scriptures and they're, and they're chasing after a sin that's just creating destruction and division. But the funny part is the wolf is doing that. But the problem is people don't know their scriptures enough and they don't understand what's happening because they haven't figured out that the spiritual battlefield is also in the reality and people are going to be used by the enemy to destroy. They just don't get that understanding. They just think that, you know, everybody has their own personal relationship with Jesus and that's the only thing that matters and we're just going to live our life. And a lot of times in a church, even if it's a really big church, sometimes you can't see the wolf straight up until they make mistakes. That's why one of the other important things is the Jezebel spirit. Jezebel spirit is a spirit that comes in. It's a, it's a demonic spirit that comes into the church and starts creating havoc. But I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more next time. And I will also put out the sermon that uh, Robert Morris did on this, which is excellent because he's in a huge church and they had a wolf in their church. They had a, a Jezebel spirit controlled person in their church and that person made mistakes. And that's how it revealed or that discernment that Robert got <coughs> with other people in the leadership saw. And man, the Lord used that to wake him up to realize you got to deal with this person. Now, sadly, a lot of times, um, churches that don't pay attention aren't, aren't noticing these wolves in their church. There's a lot of destruction that happens. And by the time things, I guess you could say, clear up and that person leaves or they get fired or something happens where, you know, they're not there anymore, sometimes it's too late and the destruction's already been made and it, it's going to take a long time to, to heal from it. But the other problem is the person who hired that person because they decided to do it their way, not God's way. They're a problem because it, it reflects the leadership as well. In some cases, not every case so like Robert Morris, it was not that he couldn't notice this, but the fact that he was allowing it. Now he does say he asked forgiveness in that because he allowed it to happen when he should have stepped up and then God worked on him in that. But in, in some cases, you're going to have where the leader of your church basically wanted it. Why? Because they are also having problems. So you have to be careful. A lot of times in these situations, the wolf has a plan already set up. And in other times, a wolf may be doing it so much in secret that they're not necessarily out front about it either. 
That's why you have to be careful and pay attention to some of these red flags. Um, the idea is that they do create division and they're very good at it. But what happens a lot of times is they blame other people for it. And because they've gained such a following that they're so blind to what that person has been doing this whole time that they'll attack another person who has been doing, as God says, uh, you're being obedient to me. You're doing what I'm asking you. And you're trying to show discernment. You're trying to tell other people, pay attention. There's something not right here. Something is not right. Why aren't you seeing it? And it's because that, that wolf, that, that person who's gained such power has gained it out of lies. They've gained it out of deceit. They've gained it out of being the innocent party in the situation and accusing the other person of being the attacker. And so people's characters get damaged and friendships disappear because they just see that person as the problem, that the person creating division when in reality they weren't. They're trying to stop division. It's just that the the wolf in the group is making it look like, you know, I'm, I'm just innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just trying to do things the right way, trying to do something different. And this person just keeps rejecting me and, and pushing me away when the reality that's not what it is. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this. There is something about wolves that are in your church where you can see, where you can see in their eyes that look there's a look that these people have there's a laugh that they do there is this gloating that comes through their words it's very interesting i remember it was there was an issue was happening in the youth group and this person basically was laughing and my wife happened to to turn the corner to see her laughing and then she they they uh they uh, changed their facial expression to look serious, but they were laughing about it. And when they touched my arm to say, you know, if you need any help, just let me know. With a smile on their face, it's it's very interesting. And all I did was smile right back. Because wolves do that. It makes me start wondering if the situation that happened was a setup by this person. And sadly, my leader let it let, didn't didn't even notice it. The idea is, guys, is that wolves will destroy over time. Sometimes, by the time you realize, it's too late. But the cool part is that God knows, and. Sometimes God gives you visions of what could happen to your church. Once things fall apart, you know, God gave me three words for this one church. It was implosion, restoration, and growth. I, don't, I think implosion for that church is kind of happening in the moment. Uh, things are happening that God needs to clean house, and he may do it. Or you may just let it keep it be where it's at. 
as long as people are ignoring the problems, he's not going to try to keep fixing it. He's going to let them just wallow in their own problems. But at the same time, God will bring up people in, in that church that will want to see change and growth. And there's hope. And I know that because I know people there. And I know that they, they want to see God move. It's just going to take time. But at the same time, guys, this wolf concept, it can be in your jobs, maybe in your own home. Are you, you know, are you being a wolf to your own family, not notice, not realizing it? Or you are realizing it and you've been chasing after the wrong perspective on it. See, in Timothy, 1 Timothy, we, we had read that some people may contradict our teaching, which they may, you notice that he said may contradict. Now, one of the things I notice about wolves is they don't necessarily contradict right off the bat. They may twist a little bit to get their point across or to get their narrative moving forward. But they don't necessarily teach to contradict. Because one of the things they have to be careful is if someone who is knowledgeable of the scriptures and has a relationship with God, because just because having knowledge doesn't make you, you know, closer to God. You know, I can I can memorize a whole book of history, it doesn't make me a better historian. But anyway, um, they could do it, but a lot of times they may not. Um, anyone who teaches something different is arrogant, lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over a meaning of words. Now that you may find more and they'll try to twist wordings or even thoughts to try to make you look bad or to twist it enough to make you confused. So a lot of times people will hear something that they say, but that person's actions, like we talked about last time, does not show what they're supposed to be. And then suddenly later on, they say it absolutely different. So there's like this deception of some sorts kind of going through because they have to keep remembering what they said. And sometimes they don't. And so they slip up in those moments. So then what they do is they twist words and meanings and they quibble over that or fight over it because they know if they can get confusion, it makes it harder to see the deception. And this disturbs up arguments, ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Now, this phrase to me, what I thought was interesting, you got to remember, they always cause trouble. But I also think... They also look to create trouble. You see, a, a well-doubt military move is to create disruption. And not only disruption, but you want to cause a distraction. So a lot of times a wolf will create a distraction so that eyes will stop looking on them as the problem to look at something else as the problem. So they create this elaborate image to make you go, oh, yeah, that is a concern. Now, I remember I was at this this church job for three years, almost three years prior, and 
I've gotten to know all the kids pretty well. And this person came out and basically said, leaving two, two young guys with this young girl, anything can happen. They can go to a room and have sex. Now, the idea is that it's a good pol political ploy. They're, they're, we've seen all throughout 2020 about the actual truth is something minute, but they expand from that to create an image, a picture. So this person was creating an image or an issue that was not really there over a concern because there was control problems. The, the, a wolf wants everybody under control. So their way or the highway. Be like me or get out. Follow me because I am the best example that you need to follow or get out. I mean, everything comes back to this is my world that I want to create for you. And if you don't agree with it, then you don't belong here. That's basically the mindset behind a wolf. And the one other thing is too, and it's in narcissism. When you read that book, I really, really suggest reading that book. They also clarify they want you to love them because you're supposed to, you should. They it will express that you need to believe me because I don't lie. They, they use phrases like that. Like, I would never lie to you. I would never deceive you. I'm the pastor. I would never to steer you away. You know, or they may go, I'm, you know, I'm the leader of this group. You know, why would I be deceptive? See, the thing is, it's kind of funny, but they create excuses for why people don't trust them. And it's because they get caught in lies in some ways, but people don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to confront their pastor about a lie they may have said to them because they look at the pastor as someone who's like right hand next to God or something. And that's not how they're supposed to look at it. You know, a pastor can still make mistakes and make bad choices and can be a liar. Um, but at the same time, a wolf needs to keep people supporting them. And, and, and as like the truth starts coming out and they start losing that support, that's usually how they get kicked out over time unless a pastor is strong enough to say, you know, I think you're creating division in this church, you need to go. Uh, a lot of times, if people aren't studying and understanding how wolves interact or cause issue, they, they miss out and they, and they don't see the problem. So lastly on this, it says, uh, these people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt. They have turned their backs on the truth to them. A show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. And this is absolutely truth. A show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Now, wealth does not necessarily mean money. Wealth could be power, prestige, recognition, um, valued, leading, becoming the main leader, um, the main speaker. And sometimes these people may not be straightforward in your face. Some wolves are just ravaging, ravaging out. And like, you could see that they're trying to do this. Some of them could be pastors for 20 years and have lived a comfortable, safe life because they're getting paid well. They don't have to push themselves too hard. They have, they're great with excuses. They're great at lying and they're great at, uh, making people feel special but in reality all they care about is that they can still preach they get paid well and they're loved and this is all part of narcissism 
Uh, that's why I'm telling you this book will be great. It'll help you clarify a lot of this stuff and it helps you understand where I'm coming from and it may actually reveal to you things that might be going on in your church. And I've met quite a few pastors who've shared their stories of people in the current time as well as even in the past of situations where they run into people that are narcissists and pastors, <clears throat> leaders of church in the church and have used that narcissistic mindset and how to manipulate the situation for themselves. And in some cases they've lost their job for it. Just like I basically got kicked out, but really God pulled me out of the situation because he was pulling me out. He said, you're done. You know, that your time is there. You did what I asked, you followed me, and you honored me, and you trusted me. And now I'm waiting for the next stage. <clears throat> the cool part is that we don't have to allow these wolves to control the church. If you're studying up and understanding what they do in scripture, and you're looking up articles and understanding, uh, like listening to other stories that pastors have had in the past, you'll be able to see these even better. And you might be surprised about who these people are because they appear. One of the things is, like it says in, in here, um, a show of godliness, just a way to become wealthy. They will look, act, and treat you like a Christian and like they're a Christian. It will appear to be doing what is right. But in reality, their words, their actions, their fruit, like we talked about, last episode the fruit is the key what kind of fruit are they showing what kind of fruit are they giving you have this amazing ministry that's working out well and they come in and it becomes nothing and it's destroyed that's a sign that that's not good fruit that's something to think about you're you're your pastor is seems to just be happy with a small group of people that love him versus trying to reach out to the community, <clears throat> trying to impact the culture, trying to teach you to train out when all he really wants or she wants is for you to keep coming to them because they have all the answers. These are, these are little things that we don't think about because we're not paying attention. And these are the people that are over these churches for long periods of time because they've learned to play the system. They may have may have had good intentions when they first got the jobs. They may have really wanted to serve God properly, but over time they're more they're more afraid to lose their job because they'll lose the money than they are to lose the job because God doesn't want them there anymore. They're more afraid to lose a job because people don't like them than they are about telling the truth and sharing the truth because people don't like the truth. They're not concerned about the gospel in the same way. They're concerned about how people see them and how they look at them. That's why it's harder for them when it comes to losing someone in their church. They take it harder. I don't look at it that way. If I have 200 people and 50 people leave, if God wants them to go, then they go. I mean, if it's something that's serious, then, you know, of course I don't take it serious. But in reality, if a few people leave from my church, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to be sad that they left, but I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to be like, why did they leave? Why? Like, if they don't want to tell me, fine. But then I would reflect to make sure there's something that I'm doing that's okay. Uh, making sure it's not for a biblical reasoning, like I'm doing something that's her heretical or wrong. 
but if it's just because you know they they need to go fine you know sometimes God needs to pull people out of church and put them in a different church because he needs them to do something there don't fret over it don't sit there and, and just think about it for weeks and weeks why is it? if you want to know go ask them if they don't want to tell you then fine but don't fret over it so this is something I want you guys to think about this week again there's a little bit more information here's a book like I said I already told you about it um, I will link it on Twitter if anything um, maybe even put it in the bottom caption for the podcast so that way you can look it up but I'm telling you it, it will really really help you a lot It'll clarify a lot of things and even maybe in your relationships you know with your wife or husband depends if women are listening to this but um, men you know it's it's a big deal we need to be protecting our church we can't be allowing people just willy-nilly to be in leadership just because they have all the right credentials that's not that's not what ministry is about it's about the shepherd's heart it's about whether God wants them in there you can have someone who could have three doctorates or just a doctorate and you have someone just has a bachelor's degree and you put them in the same position and it doesn't the education that that guy has on the right that doctorates man doesn't make him a better choice than the guy who has a bachelor's heart or a bachelor's degree it's all about the actions all about their fruit it's about their the if the shepherd's heart is in them how they treat people how they preach how they teach truth are they trying to build people up so that they are going or are they trying to train people with knowledge and understanding but keep coming to me because i have it all for you it's either it's two different views i don't mean every person who has a doctorate is like that but you got you got to look i'm trying to get people to understand don't just look at the degrees look at the heart because you can have someone who has a bachelor's degree and be it absolutely all he wants is just to get money and look powerful and be the number one guy in the church and have a guy with a doctor's degree who understands ministry and understands the, the shepherd's heart. But you guys got to look at the fruit. It's very important. And any, any wolf in your church is going to have bad fruit showing in some way or another. They just like to distract you from it. So if you feel like you're being distracted, like every time you're like, well, this, this doesn't seem right. There's something wrong. And then suddenly somehow you're focusing on something else and not that problem anymore. Red, red flag right there. Big red flag. Because I've seen it and it's been done. And it's done right in front of me as I sat there going, there's something wrong here. There's something not right. This is a problem. And somehow the whole facade got thrown to the side and it was suddenly focused on me being the problem remember that that's a big red flag as well so guys i'm gonna pray real quick dear my father thank you for this day thank you for all that you do for us and i pray today if there's any man here who may be a wolf themselves that they be awakened to understand that you they need to just give it all to you stop trying to look for prestige power recognition uh being noticed they don't need it we don't need a legacy you are our legacy lord you are who all we need lord if there's any men here that feel like their church is <clears throat> on the wrong track or not on the right path and maybe there is a wolf in their church that you would reveal that wolf in their church and that they 
start stepping up and saying something, you know, if it's, if it happens to be the pastor, Lord, you know, I'm sorry. Um, but I ask that you give them courage to speak against them or speak to them about it. And if it's just some, some people in the church that are causing division issues and problems, Lord, that they'd be able to recognize it and step up and say something about it. The Lord, <laughs> wolves are trying to get into churches that are trying to become something. Satan does not want churches to become something powerful. And we men need to recognize that we got to recognize and have discernment for people that are trying to create division and issues in the church for their own gain. Let us not be fearful of that. Fearful of speaking, fearful of saying something, fearful of talking to our pastor or our pastors in the church and be willing to say that there is a problem here. And I really think we need to talk about it or pray about it or go over about it. Lord, I ask that you awaken churches, that they start recognizing the need to be, especially pastors, need to be shepherds, but the people needing to be more out, to be more willing to share the gospel, being not afraid to share the gospel, and to want to learn how to spread the gospel and talk about it and talk about their faith, talk about their beliefs, and not be afraid of losing people because, yes, they're going to hate you. That's why they hate us because they don't want to be told that they're living in a sinful life and they're struggling and that they're having problems. But Lord, right now we need to start cleaning houses. There's some churches that have people in there that are just causing problems. They're wolves. They're being guided by the Jezebel spirit. They're being guided by these evil spirits to do bad things in the church. And the problem or the funny part of the whole thing is, guys, if you're listening to this prayer, sometimes these people are broken and hurt. And that's why sometimes you need to pray for these people. You need to maybe even reach out to them to even confront them about their issues. Because scripture even tells us it's okay to confront people to do it. If they're doing something they're not supposed to, it's okay to confront them. Don't be afraid to do something like that either. But don't do it alone. I will say this outside of this prayer. Do never ever confront a wolf alone. You must have other people because a wolf is very destructive. But Lord, I pray that you just help these men speak up and not be afraid. Give them courage. Help them to grow. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys. Have a blessed day.